So it is story time. In this series, we're gonna share the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to real estate sales, marketing. We're gonna show you the good things that can happen, the really bad things that can happen, and just share insights into how we've succeeded in this business. My name is Justin Conical. I'm one of the owners of Prime Real Estate. We have a team of 16 amazing people that do a ton of transactions in our territory in southwestern Ontario. So if you look at a map, you type in London, Ontario, Canada, and then you look at, I'd probably say like a 25 mile to 50 kilometer radius of London. That's where we cover beautiful Lake Huron to Lake Erie, Woodstock to about Sarnia. We do residential investing, new construction and commercial. So we've seen everything throughout the industry and I really just thought it'd be a great way to share with the public things you may not know, show you all the dirty little secrets in real estate. And we're all about transparency and just lifting up our community. Hopefully this can help you. Maybe you're a new agent, maybe you're a buyer or a seller looking to find success, or maybe you're somebody that's on our own team, just wants to make sure we know what we're doing and learn from each other. Um, before I get started into today's episode, all that we ask is that you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification so you get these episodes when they come out. We are gonna try and get them out on a weekly basis and hold ourselves accountable. If there's anything or any specific topics you want, we are here to serve you, but the content is free. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and let's go. So I'm gonna take you on a journey all the way back to the beginning of my career. So my wife and I, my wife is the other owner of Prime Real Estate, absolutely incredible woman, so intelligent. I mean, we had started working at a big box brand office and this office probably had over 150 agents and I was working in the commercial division and she was working in the residential division because we did want to diversify. We live in a market where that makes a lot of sense because there's only about a half a million people here. Quite often a commercial deal leads to a res deal and it all kind of comes together. Together. So I'm in the commercial office. We get called from a client that owns a big business in Toronto. They have a really cool commercial property in London. Now, what we didn't realize was commercial properties in London don't really sell a whole lot. Like if you look at the number of commercial transactions that happen in a year on MLS, the number is in like double digits. I don't even think it was triple at that time. And if you look at the number of just commercial deals that happen even off market, it is kind of one of those industries that's held behind closed doors. There's a lot of off-market deals. This that calls that guy who knows that guy who's selling. People are very private. Brokers don't necessarily share information. So I didn't realize this coming into the business. It's very, very closely guarded business. Now in the commercial division I was in, it was kind of these little silos. And I came in with the mindset of, hey, let's all work together. And maybe because I was just ignorant and didn't realize what I was walking into, I figured that's the same type of reciprocation I would get. Now we list this property, we set the price at a million bucks because that's what our guy wanted it for. Um, you know, he said, I'm not selling it if I don't get a million dollars. And you know, we ran our analysis. Now, now when we deal with commercial properties, it's based off the cash that it's making. Now the building was probably 55% vacant, but my wife being this hyper intelligent woman that she is, she went to Ivy, she's got an MBA, really loves spreadsheets. She broke down the three different ways you could price a property. She went through comparable reports, which didn't give us the very, very best number because obviously with 55% vacancy, you know, compared to other properties that were selling at cap rates, wasn't really in that kind of wheelhouse. I think the numbers were closer to, I wanna say like the 550, 600 range. Then she did the, or the cost to rebuild approach, which we had been taught in the appraisals course was a way that you can value properties, which is the cost of construction, land acquisition. What would it cost you to rebuild this property? Actually came in over a million dollars because there's not really any land in that area that you could build on. 
So that gave us a little bit more confidence. So then she broke down the third way to price a property, which is the income approach, which is strictly based off the income, which again, at a 55% vacancy was very low. Now, what she also did was look at other potential purchase opportunities. So what would it look like if there was vendor financing on that property? And she broke down a few different scenarios. Now we only had the main three as our listing proposition, but we said, hey, listen, it's gonna be a longer time on market. We think it's worth a million bucks. We'll fight for every dollar, but be realistic, like 550 to 750 is probably where you're gonna see offers. Um, long story short, we list the property and within like a day of listing, somebody at our own office sent us a very nasty email breaking down how we didn't know what we were doing. We had no business listing this commercial property. Nobody listed these properties on the MLS that we should keep it as a pocket listing and not put it on the public forum. Really just not a very good feeling, especially when you just start at a new firm. You know, we got the email, I showed it to Shannon. We kind of laughed and we said, oh wow, like this is what we're dealing with? Okay, that's fine. Let's see where it pans out. Long story short, we ended up going to market on that property, found a local investor, did the deal with another agent that saw the property on MLS, who happened to be at the same office, who was an awesome guy to deal with, structured a super creative deal where we did a large VTB on the property. The owner ended up going into the property with not a ton of capital down, solved the vacancy issue, was paying a nice premium interest to the other owner, and the deal where we ended up doing the numbers, I think it was an 850 deal with a $750,000 VTB on it, and I think it was a 5% interest only payment at the time. I think this was like 2012. Long story short, the building owner that was selling it took the 850 cash deal right up front, but then actually ended up netting more than $150,000 in interest on the sale. So they made over a million dollars. I think they renewed the VTV, so I think it was closer to like 1.2 by the time he was out of the project. But the whole point of the story was this guy who sent us this nasty email really was just ripping us apart because we were in the industry and he felt maybe he should have had that listing, told us we shouldn't put it on the MLS, which is where we found the deal, and then told us our valuation was wrong, which we were very green to the industry, but we hadn't done our due diligence and we couldn't have been more right. I think we sold it for twice as much as he told us that it was worth. So what's the moral of the story is, do not value the opinions of other people, especially if they're coming at you with negativity. Be confident in who you are. Make sure you have a proper system in place to be confident in what you're putting out there. And you know, when I say don't value other people's opinions, I don't mean don't put any stock to what they're saying. Because when he was nasty with us, we actually went back, looked at our analysis, and we looked at it as a positive. We're like, does he know what he's talking about? Is there something we did wrong in our calculations? Then we realized, no. We advised our client based on a longer term listing because he wanted top dollar and we had a way to attack it that ended up netting that result. But if we had just focused on what this guy was saying and really put our heads down in shame and said, oh, let's take it off the MLS, let's drop the price, we would have done our client a disservice. So, you know, we showed that guy and really take a negative and try and turn it into a positive. The other lesson is for the real estate agents that are watching, when you're new to the industry, you're gonna get blowback from people. When you go into their market, they're gonna tell you every reason why you're not gonna succeed. Um, happens quite a bit in small towns. This is one of the funniest things about real estate is you will go into a town of, let's call it, less than 50,000 people and there's four agents that have worked there and lived in that area or live in another area and have just been farming that area for so long, they think nobody can sell real estate there but them. Fact of the matter, real estate is based on pricing, marketing, and negotiation. Quite often, if you have the right system and you're able to work those markets and you can actually get to the properties, you can sell them even better than the people that are there locally. So don't be afraid, but at the same time, be prepared. So don't be afraid. 
be prepared and have a plan. If you need any help with any of these things, we've done everything you can imagine in those regards and I'm happy to share it with you. The only thing that we ask, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button and let us know what else you wanna hear from us. Hopefully you enjoyed story time and excited to get you another one next week.